do studio owners ever work on creative projects? Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is The Command Z Show. And welcome back to The Command Z Show. Shelby, how are things? Things are good. Um, Things are well. Amazing. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I got nothing else. uh, Things are... Things are going. Uh, Shelby? Things are things. We were able to see each other this uh, this past weekend. This past I week. know, we did. We got the whole team together for Creative Best. We did mm-hmm. some field trip things. We got some photos taken. It's true. Went to Otherworld. Um, and we had our motion mixer. Yeah. It was a fun time. A lot of people. Met a lot of folks, a lot of listeners to the Command Z show, so that was cool. Shout out to them. <laughs> All two of you. <laughs> I know. What's up? <laughs> um, no, it, it was a good time. Definitely, uh, we had a lot of great conversations with a lot of a lot of people. My voice hurt very much, as much as your dogs, maybe. I was fine. I said as much. I as I got done, and I was like, "What?" I said as much as your dogs. Oh, no, you can hear him? Oh, no, I couldn't hear you for a moment, but you can hear my dog. Oh, dear. Well, just ignore him. He's been really talkative today. Lots of snorts, and I don't know what's going on. Do you think it means something? I think he's annoyed Mm. because he's on my lap currently, and I adjusted just slightly, and I think he's mad at me because I adjusted. So I think that's that's the meaning. Well, maybe he wants us to get to the topic of conversation. I think so. I think so. <laughs> and what, <laughs> what is that question? <laughs> that question today is, do studio owners ever work on creative projects? Amazing question, Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is something that we've, uh, we were talking about recently. It's one of my most asked questions. And it's, it's kind of strange. Because I used to ask the same question to others. And it always takes me back to like why I ever asked that question to begin with. And more often than not, I, I was asking that question because I was always afraid of the possibility of becoming a studio owner and then just being stuck to just managing people and just like, I don't know, just making sure that a business was running like all the really boring stuff. And every time I asked somebody, I'm like, okay, so like, are you able to like do anything? They would mostly say, no, not really. And then they would give me some response where they were like kind of disappointed in themselves. Mm. And um, it wasn't super hopeful kind of thing to, to hear from people. Yep. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, I can see where the the pitfalls are um, that people are falling into. And I'm going to do my best to try to avoid those things. Now, I will definitely say that I tried to hold on for a long time, probably a little bit too long, on doing the work and kind of managing the work that was being done, managing the company. 
at first I kind of thought I was like, I don't know, special, I guess, in some way where I was like, look at, I'm doing it. I'm bringing work in. I'm doing business development. I'm managing the accounting and all the legal stuff. And I'm also doing the work of the projects that we're bringing in. And it did work for a little bit, but at a certain point you realize that there is just no growth to be had. Like you're, you're going to be stuck doing everything and making significantly less money than you would of just working full-time somewhere else. And, yeah. and that was kind of the realization that I came to was that like, Hey, I'm going to be, I'm going to be stuck if, if I don't do something and I'm kind of just running myself into the ground and it's like you're running, but you're not actually going anywhere. It's like, that's exactly. kind of what it felt like, but I was, I was sprinting and not going anywhere. So it, it got to the point where I was like, okay, let's, you know, start hiring people. And, um, it wasn't until maybe I hired our second person, which was a producer, um, mm-hmm. that I kind of started to just kind of give into the idea of like, okay, I can't, I can't do all the work or I can't even do really much of the work at all and be able to manage the company at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just sort of, I, I don't know, I guess I just sort of surrendered to the idea of like, well, okay, whatever happens is going to happen. And I'm sort of just waiting to respond to that question the same way that the people responded to me of like, oh, I hate it. I just manage stuff all day long. Yeah. But I guess I it quickly, I don't know, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I quickly realized that like, I will find ways to be creative with the things that I do. And my identity isn't wrapped up in just being an artist. Mm. And I liked it. I was like, okay, I, I, I don't feel like I have to prove anything to anyone. And I think that was, that was a big part of it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have to, anything left to prove even to myself. Like even like just at that point, the career that I've had just being an artist I'm okay with like, if that's, if that's it that I got, I'm like, I'm, I'm cool with this. Like we, we did good stuff and give myself a high five here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but there, I don't know. There's just a lot of things that you started to find when you start to, you know, th- those skills that I had in things like after effects and cinema 4d, they weirdly transfer to things like spreadsheets and like mm-hmm. client management. It's it's really weird to say that, but I just I guess I've just always felt that way. It's like, okay, no, wait, I don't make keyframes in <laughs> talking to clients, but at the same time, it's things that I learned while doing that stuff that kind of helped me be able to troubleshoot other things related to yep. this work, I guess. Does that make sense at all? <laughs> No, that makes complete sense. Because I think about that too, is I think a lot of artists are just problem solvers. Mm -hmm. And so you're taking a lot of that same principle of I need to solve this problem or, oh, I have this restriction within whatever I'm working on and just applying it to the same principles in business. I mean, it makes sense to me. Right. So, you know, there's definitely days where 
I'm like, man, I'd rather be making stuff than getting stuff for other people to work on or Mm -hmm. helping them make stuff even better. But it doesn't, it doesn't bother me that much because there's still a lot of fulfillment in the idea of seeing something that's not right and calling it out to a team and saying like, Hey, you know, we, this is something we have to fix. And that, that includes all aspects of running a business. Like it could just be like a process thing where it's like, Oh, Hey, you know what? Like I'm seeing right now that this part of our process is broken starting today. Mm -hmm. We're going to change it. And it's now going to run like this. And then when you start to, when you see that change take effect and you see that things are now running better, like that takes creativity to come up with these ideas or to be able to see those sort of ideas on on what can Mm -hmm. happen. And it's very fulfilling to be able to do those things. Um, Same thing with any work that's being done. If somebody's working through something and it's just not looking like amazing at that moment Mm -hmm. um, to be able to identify like why it's not looking amazing and offering up some possible solutions on, on changing that. And then seeing somebody go back to the drawing board, changing something, and then it looks five times better. No, like, obviously, like, I, I shouldn't be the one to get gets credit for that. I, I get that. Um, but knowing that I'm kind of playing role of mentor a little bit mm-hmm. to be able to help others do their best work that they've ever done. Like, to me, that's another thing. It just it takes creativity to do those things. It takes the experience that I've had to be able to know what to do and, and what not to do. And it's really rewarding being able to tap into that experience to be able to help others kind of push forward. Well, I think about you so much as a teacher. So it seems like such a natural extension for you to be doing that kind of work. I think, I think, I I think that's the, the ideal thing that I would love people to say about me is that I'm a teacher more so than like a manager. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, uh, I don't know. I, can I manage things? Sure. But I would rather teach Yeah, in a way. Um. You know, outside of all that stuff, there's also, uh, I I still do stuff. I still make stuff. I still write all Mm -hmm. the time. So for me, it's always like, okay, yes, if I do this here, I just, I need to be creative in other ways. And sometimes it's for the company and sometimes it's not. Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay with that. It's really weird because I've always found myself like kind of waiting for the shoe to drop here where I'm like all of a sudden really unhappy, but it's honestly never really happened. So do you ever have kind of the day where you wake up and you're like, you know what? I really don't want to like, I don't know, worry about a schedule or have to get on a call or a million calls during the day. I just want to sit here, make something. And that's all I do with my entire day. For sure. Um, And there are some days where I do that (laughs) where it's like, okay, you know what? I don't want any calls today. Like I don't need to be on these things. I mean, Shelby Mm -hmm. probably knows I have those days where I'm like, you don't need me for this. Do you need me for this? If not, then take me off of it. Now you're good. (laughs) Um, So I I don't love having phone calls all day. Nobody does. Nobody should Mm -hmm. be doing those things. But I guess part of it is just making sure that like, okay, if we are having a day, where there's a bunch of phone calls. One, it's the only day like that during a week. If it happens twice, it's just, it gets really rough. Um, Cause yes, like phone calls, 
can be creative in nature in a way, but it most of the time, even on a good meeting, it still takes energy away from you. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess for me, that's just something that I, I'm always looking out for is like, have I made something that day? Have I done something or is it literally just seven meetings in a day? And then I, that's it. Again, that's, Mm -hmm. that's a sacrifice that I'm willing to take occasionally, but if it was like that every day, not a chance, I wouldn't do this. Um, and I, it, it is sad because I know that some people do that. Like some people are literally just stuck to just meetings all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, not unfortunately, but like, I feel like we have the power, especially as we create and build something such as a business that again, looking out for those potholes, like when you're looking for them, you're like, Oh, okay. You know what? I'm going to build this in a way that's going to work for me. And that's, that's what I've tried to do. Uh, and it, it takes recalibration quite often of like, okay, you know what? Like I've been stuck doing this stuff. Sometimes that is, okay, I need to hire somebody. Uh, and sometimes it is, okay, I need to just stop doing this thing altogether because there's just no reward in yeah. this effort. So a lot of it's just trying to manage a lot of those things. But again, there's there's definitely days where it's like, oh, you know what? It's... You know, not too busy today. I'm gonna hop in here and I'm gonna make something. Um, you know, we I think we talked about it on one of the previous episodes, but like there was um a day, a couple uh, probably about a month ago or so, where a project comes in and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna tell anyone on the team about this. I'm just gonna do this project and it be done. Like it was only like a day or two worth of work. But it was very sneaky. It was sneaky. And I kind of feel bad, like I was lying about something, but I, oh, I just, just I just thought you disappeared for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's a new folder on Dropbox and Matt isn't answering me. <laughs> yeah. I guess you guys knew, maybe. No, you probably more than anybody, but it's just kind of like you have those kind of times right there where it's like, you know what? The team's a little bit busy right now. Mm-hmm. And I could do this. And, you know, if I'm busy and like had, had a busy day, I probably would have just said no. But I'm like, mm, my next two days don't have a whole lot on them. Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's take it and see what we can do. And uh, I'll have you know that project went swimmingly. Um, Good. <laughs> there was very minimal notes. Uh, and um, it was even aired on, on TV after that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> I I was watching football the other day and it just showed up. I was like, what is this? I'm like, that's okay, I made that. I was like, I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I didn't think it was that kind of a thing because it was such a quick, like, visual effects turnaround kind of thing. Um, but I was like, okay, that's that's a thing. Um. Now I feel like I kind of stole something from somebody else at this point on the team. Yeah, what the heck, Matt? <laughs> I know. Good opportunity for someone else. Very rude. Yeah, it was. Um, it's it's not the thing that I necessarily like pride myself on. It's just, it, it's a need. Like sometimes I just, yeah. I have to jump in and do things. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I, I, I don't necessarily have anything to prove to myself, but it's just, it's just fun. It's like... 
it's like driving a a car that you used to love like a long time ago yeah. and you get to drive it again for a little bit and it's not yours it's, it's somebody else's now <laughs> but no. but i don't know you still get to take it for a drive every now and then i guess yeah i don't know so yeah overall i guess i i still feel like i'm i can scratch that creative itch just on my own sometimes during work hours but sometimes not and i don't i I think honestly that's kind of what it takes is that you have to build intentionally if you want to create the position that you want. Hmm. And it's also one of those things where it's not permanent. It doesn't have to be permanent. Um, Now I've never seen many cases, any cases where this has worked, but like to be able to build something and then be able to come back to a position that you once had, it is a possibility, but when most people go down this path, they don't generally come back. (laughs) Um, And I like to think that it's because they were okay with it. I I can't imagine you just kind of hopping back into a only creative position. No, I, I think part of it, honestly, going back to the whole teacher thing is, you know, I, I taught for five years from, Mm -hmm maybe maybe longer from 2015 to 2021 I was teaching and every time I came home from teaching it was just this this a feeling you get where it's like this high I suppose yep and I'm just gonna sound weird but like you kind of get addicted to it a little bit right where you're like oh that feels great like I feel like I did something good and like I was able to like help people with just knowledge that I had. You start to think about like the little conversations that you had with people. And it's like, Oh man, like I saw like a light bulb just completely turn on with this person. Like as I was going through some of their work with them. And to me, I don't, I think that's actually more fulfilling than being able to make something really cool and for it to be on TV or anything like that. Like, like that's a cool feeling too. I'm not saying that it's not, but it's just something special for me whenever somebody else kind of picks up on something that took me a long time to learn and they, they picked it up and I can see it. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it was when I stopped teaching, especially it became, well, where's that fulfillment going to come from now? Yep. And I, I guess I turned to the team and building the team, I guess. I mean, especially in those years, like it's not a coincidence that I stopped teaching in 2021 and then also in 2021, we hired a good amount of people. I started hiring a good amount of people. Mm-hmm. Um, since, since the time I stopped teaching, we went from two people on the team to 10 people on the team. Yeah. And um, I guess I'm just now realizing this during this therapy session. <laughs> I know. I am. See? Again, fill me up. So I don't know, I guess I just think a lot of it is like you you get an opportunity to create any, not just studio owners, but like just managers of any kind have a yeah. chance, especially at the beginning, to build their position how they see fit to work for their own lives. Yep. The problem comes whenever 
they get stuck in thinking that it has to be a certain way and that's all they ever do at mm-hmm. that point. And then it, at that point, it's just too hard to, it's, it's well, not too hard. It's just, it's hard for them to transition to changing their role in any way because yeah. it's just, it is what it is. It's the reason why I've kind of refused to work past five o'clock for the most part. I mean, there's days. Um, it's, you know, the reason that I have limits on how many like client meetings we have in a day. Um, mm-hmm. I, well, with my Calendly app anyway, I, I limit that stuff. Um, <laughs> but it's like y- you can put guardrails on what you want your position to be. And a lot of times people feel like it just it has to be everything. You had to do everything every single day. But really, it's like if you really have to do everything every single day, then you need to be hiring people. Yeah. Well, I think too, oftentimes, and like I've worked in studio, like spaces like this where a studio isn't run by a creative, it's run by somebody in sales or in management and doesn't have a creative background. So I think oftentimes you get kind of the idea of, oh, well, they're a studio owner, they don't do anything creative, and they run things like a traditional business. It's like, you don't have to do that. It's your own business. It's your own company. You can kind of run it however you see fit. Right. It doesn't have to be a formula. Right. I think I think that's a good point. Just especially early on, you you start looking around to others, you start reading books, start looking around for any kind of playbook that's like, what is the mm. right way to do this? Thinking that there is yep. just one right way to do it and it just doesn't exist. Yep. Um, you could almost say that they're all the wrong way. <laughs> like there there's mm-hmm. literally no right way at all. And it's tough because at that point, then you're kind of forced to look at how you've seen it, things done in the past. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, the places that I worked at before and I saw like the managers that I've had or the studio owners, I was always just paying very close attention to what they were doing. Anytime they got up, I'm like, where are they going? Like I, I just always, I wanted to know everything about what their job entailed And, you know, I, I've seen, I've seen the companies that the owner was just far too involved in actual production. Yep. And even if they were good at it, it didn't matter. It was still bringing the whole business down. Mm -hmm. And that's, I guess that's another thing is like, I guess just understanding where your strengths are on the team. And yeah. and even if your strength is like, oh, yeah, I can jump into production and do things like, sure, maybe you can. But nobody else can do sales on the team, mm-hmm. ideally, as good as an owner owner can. So it's one of these things where it's like, OK, well, if you are doing this, then you're not doing that. And if you're not doing sales, nobody's doing sales. So what's an easier position to have somebody help with, you know? Yeah, uh, the answer is not sales. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. I was just gonna say it's it's really interesting though because the idea of like a, a studio owner hopping in to help, um, you know, we'd had that conversation yesterday on a project mm-hmm. of oh, I think you know you're like I think I mean I'm gonna hop in. And one of our artists, artists is like, oh, did I mess up? Did I do something wrong? You know, there's, it's that, it's that moment of maybe I'm 
you know, not being trusted with what I'm doing, even though I had nothing to do with that. It was just how we just, you had a little bit of time. We needed to be able to get some stuff done. It's, it's kind of, do you trust your artists enough too, to be able to take up the position that you would have once held? And I think that that says a lot about, about studio owners and that willingness to kind of say, I trust you to make this. Right. And that's, uh, you know, talking about like the conversation from, from yesterday, in this case, it was not an artist's fault at all. It was just looking at the schedule no. and realizing that we had them on a couple different projects and um, just trying to do whatever you can to, to help, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's just, yeah, I don't, I don't love it either. I don't, I don't love like what it means for the team. Um, yeah. Because most of the time it just means like, whoops, I messed up somewhere and I'm trying to make up for it by like helping lead you a little bit closer. Um, And yes, like it's doing that at the risk of hurting morale a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's still one of those things where like you, you look at it. It's, it's not something that I do often, maybe once every four months, five months, maybe. Um, but it's just occasionally like you, this is probably more of a creative director question where it's like, sometimes I know like exactly what I want and uh, it's me. I can't figure out how to get the words out to describe exactly what it is. So for me, I have to make the thing or at least make part of it enough to where I can start speaking the language and define what it is a little bit more. And, um, but yeah, like I know that even when I do that, I have to be willing to deal with the consequences of like what that means mm-hmm. for the team and the feelings that are involved with that because I totally get it. Like I'd feel the same way if somebody had to jump in on a project that I was on. Yeah. Um, but at the same point, we always have to look for what those deadlines are. And it's like, shit, <laughs> what's the solution here, you know? <laughs> Yep. That could probably be a whole podcast in itself right there, but it's true. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that it's just, it's trying to be careful. Um, and, you know, you hope that you, I don't know. I was say, you hope that you just can just focus on one thing for a while, but sometimes it's just kind of nice to bounce around a little bit and, sometimes even that like 15 minutes of like jumping into cinema 40 to make a thing is again just kind of um inspirational for other types of work that's going on even if it's like okay i need a couple social media posts to send out this week um like i'm always looking for things to write about when it comes to that and writing for me is, is definitely one of those things that it's creative to me and figure out how to word mm-hmm. things. So I'd say that's probably the, one of the biggest areas that I've been able to channel a lot of that stuff. But it's also fun now with, with kids. Uh, my kids have a lot of interest in this stuff. So sometimes I'll just take a Saturday and I'm like, great, today we're doing stop motion animation. Anyone have any questions? Like, <laughs> um, then I set everything up and we just play. Um, or I'll roll out a big piece of little poster board or something like that and put some crayons on a table and it's like let's go like we're we're making stuff they think i'm doing it for them but it's really just for me 
kidding. <laughs> well, selfish, but yeah. it's all right. Um, I yeah. I think something that's really interesting though about you as a studio owner is the fact that you're also a creative director. Mm-hmm. And so you're not only seeing things as, you know, these are my goals for, you know, business, the company's a business. It's also what are the goals creatively for us? Where do we want to end up in a year from now? So, you know, it's interesting when we have like our end of year reviews, it's not just, okay, well, what are the numbers? It's also, where are we creatively? Mm -hmm. How do we feel as a team on that side? So I think that's a really different perspective that you have too in that. Yeah, it's, I guess it's kind of overwhelming when you say it like that. (laughs) Because I can't, (laughs) I have to, yeah, thanks. Because I have to separate those things. I can't be both of those things at any given point. Mm -hmm. Um the same way I have to separate being a parent, honestly, like I can't, if you think about all these things at once, that's what kills you. And it just, it, it gets heavier. Um, but I try to segment everything as much as I can to -hmm. be able to try to focus on one thing at a time. I don't ever honestly think about like the business, like, five years from now. I never, I don't ever think about that. Um, <clears throat> I might think about what's going to happen till the end of this, this year. And then once the mm-hmm. calendar hits January 1st, I'll be thinking about 2024 a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I've thought about it a little bit, but like, it's just, it's too big. You can't just, you just can't think about all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it for me is trying to break things down into simpler terms. So I know generally from a week by week basis, okay, here are the things that I'm going to do. And these things should push the business forward. Mm -hmm. Um, And occasionally I'll take stock of what has worked and what hasn't worked. Not occasionally, like usually like once a week, I'll I'll kind of take a closer look at those things. But again, like I'm on all of our calls as well for clients. So I'm able to see Mm -hmm. where exactly where things are and I don't know, be happy with that stuff. And yeah, I don't know. It, it's really just, like I said, just segmenting things and try not to think about everything all at once. Now that basically means that I'm part-time business owner, part-time creative director. And I don't want to say part-time father, cause that sounds horrible, but <laughs> I know, <laughs> more part-time than Megan is, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, um, that's just kind of how it goes. And that, again, that's why it's like work stops at five because that's now mm-hmm. the family's time. And yep. if I'm, and I'm not the best at just completely shutting off and like going off to another thing, but it's trying to find those ways to be able to turn one part off and then turn another part on, but mm-hmm. with as minimal overlap as possible. All of this sounds really weird, but in my head, it's very visual and easy to understand. I don't know. I I think it makes sense. Like, because even as a producer, if I'm producing versus directing versus writing, those are all three different people. Um, They're all separated at all times. Right. And that's, that's kind of another thing now is like, I'm always like wondering like, okay, so how many people, and this isn't trying to toot my own horn here, but like how many people would I need to hire to replace me? Like if I wanted to replace me and the company all together, it's you get to a point where it's like that's kind of a lot of people Mm -hmm. um (laughs) 
And uh, I don't know. Again, it's just it's one of these things where as a, as a studio owner, you you'll do literally whatever you have to do to make things work. And you pick up things over exactly. time, one thing at a time, you start adding it to your plate. Um, and it can, again, it can get pretty overwhelming if you're not paying attention to what's being added to your plate, if you're not taking yeah. something off of your plate at the same time. Um, and yeah, so that's why I said it's, it's a balance. You got to be careful. Um, yep. All right. Let's do some final thoughts here. Um, Shelby, you go first. Sure. I mean, I don't think your final thoughts are going to be better than mine, but um, I think just generally in like having the experience of like going, like watching you as a, as a studio owner and a creative director, I think there, there are different ways that you can handle this and go through it. You can be as creative as you want and you can not be creative at all if you don't want to. Um, I think a lot of it is just finding, you know, if you're thinking of becoming a studio owner or if you are one now, um, I think it's just kind of a reflection of how exactly you want to run your company and how you want the culture to end up in the end. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, talking about culture, because that's that's one of these things for us that um, it's not like I had this plan in the beginning. It's one mm-hmm. of these things where you start to see that things aren't going amazingly sometimes and you need to step in and yep. make new ideas. You come up with the idea of, you know what, every Friday or every first Friday, we're going to kind of get together either for lunch or watch a movie or something, or, mm-hmm. you know what, we're going to have a retreat uh, or just anytime we want to get the whole team together and do things like that. Um, like those are all responses to yeah. things that I see where it's like, oh, this isn't going well, uh, but I want it to go well. So here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, and again, like that's, that's the thing. It's, I guess you just, you have to stay creative. So my final thoughts will be specifically directed to freelancers. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, um, a lot of people want to be freelance right now, uh, more than probably have ever wanted to be freelance in the past. Yeah. And there is an under, there is a, a, a thought anyway, that freelance is uh, I get to do what I do and I get to make more money doing it. And that's not really how that goes. If you are freelance, you are a business owner. And if you are a business owner, there are many things that you have to take care of because nobody's going to take care of it for you. So, you know, one of the things that, that I see a lot is people that go, go freelance and usually it starts off pretty well at first, but then over time, after a year or two, they start to realize like, okay, there is a lot of parts to this that I can't manage. And I guess the first thing that I'll say is there is no shame of going full time back to focusing on what it is that you do best. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely none at all. And I think that there, there's a lot of hesitation from people there that would rather not do super well than to go back and work for somebody else. Yeah. A lot of pride. Right. Um, and again, like I, I get it. Like I certainly have my days where it's like, well, this was a lot simpler when it was, when I was just working for somebody else and showed up at mm-hmm. nine and left at five. Um, but it's, 
it's hard. Um, and some people like the challenge and some people don't, and there's, there's no right or wrong way there. Um, but if you are afraid of not being creative, but you know, for sure that you want to be freelance, to run a business, it's possible. You just have to build it in a very specific way. I will say that it is incredibly difficult though. And maybe there's another little bit of pride there of like, why would I stop doing this thing that I'm good at? Um, yeah. And no one, no one is saying that you need to stop, but you will definitely come to a crossroads at some point where it is either you keep on going with actually making the stuff or you support a team by any means necessary. All right. That's all I got. Um, appreciate everybody for listening as always. And um, hope you have, uh, this is recording just a couple days before Thanksgiving. So once it airs, your Thanksgiving will be over. Currently you're all stuffed. Um, <laughs> but I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. And Shelby, have a good Thanksgiving. Oh, you too, Max. Thanks. And to everyone else... I love you, bye. The Demanzi Show is created by Made by Things. And if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdz.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show. 